minutes remaining. Well, hi there, peeps, and welcome to the Daily Happy from 10K Dollar Day. It is Wednesday, June 30th. I'm Lulu Picard. I'm Allison Burns. Whether you're waking up or winding down, we want to be there for you. We also want to wish a one-year anniversary, happy anniversary to Bad Right Breast. Yes. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I know. One of our our, our lovely friend podcasts, our our tiny little network. Uh, Bad Right Breast is celebrating its one-year anniversary, and Lori is looking for some more stories of women and caretakers and friends and daughters and mothers, anyone who's been affected by breast cancer. So go ahead and find her at Bad Right Breast on Instagram. You can also hear our voices on our other podcast, 10K Dollar Day. That's a comedy podcast about imaginary luxury travel. But this is the 10 Minute Daily Happy. That's right. And this week we're featuring Fathead. If you're looking for a way to grab some attention from a crush, if you want to embarrass your kids at the car line, or even if you just want to decorate your Twitch backdrop, check out (laughs) Fathead. We have big heads of our heads and they give us a big head because they gave us a code. It's 10K dollar day. <laughs> Use that at checkout for 20% off of custom big heads, cardboard standouts, vinyl cutouts, and more. We love fat head. I love those big heads. I do too. Obsessed. Like, I don't really know what you can do. I, I feel like you can't stare at your own big head that much, but right. I kind of want to. Because then it like gives you a big head. They also filtered our face. I'm just really thankful. It's lovely. No big pores, guys. Don't worry about that. (laughs) No big pores. Um, All right, Allison, do you want to talk about art or science first? Let's talk about art. I've been really into like sciencey things lately. So let's do a little art. Okay. Um, Art. It's actually kind of. It's kind of science. It's actually a science story. Immediately questioned everything. You were like art. Hmm. Art is this an art story? It actually is an art story. Okay. Well, there's a mul- there's multi layers. So okay. here's a benefit of the COVID nineteen pandemic. Okay, a lot of museums closed temporarily, as we know, right? Correct. Yes, and they were able to take down certain paintings and study them without worrying that they were going to make visitors mad. Oh, I didn't so, even like, realize that. Neither yeah. did I. Right. So paintings that are really famous, like. Paintings that we would have seen in school, they were actually able to go and clean them and study them and kind of uh, like apply technology to them that we've yeah. never had before um, in a way that they've never have. However, here's the actual part of the story that I focused on. Okay. So what they're doing with a lot of these is going back and trying to identify forgeries. Oh, interesting. And they have all this technology now where they can, you know, check the date of the paint. They can look at the, they can look at the different layers of erasing and redoing again. Did you know that? I mean, it does make sense only because, I mean, we can search DNA. We can search, you know, how long uh, wallpaper has been there. We can look at a tree and say, oh, this tree is one million years old. So I feel like. The technology doesn't surprise you. Yeah. Okay. I got it. Let me ask you this as an artist. Okay. How do you feel about someone reverse engineering your mistakes on a finished piece of work after you die? Reverse engineering? Like create, like correcting them? No, I mean, like, let's, let's say there's this, uh, Vermeer painting and I am making up this example. Okay. Okay. This is not a fact. Let's say there's a Vermeer painting. 
and they can see you have a finished painting. It's beautiful, but they can actually see now, oh, that arm used to be facing down instead of facing up, but then he erased it and then he painted over it and then he erased it again. Then he painted over it again. Oh. So they can kind of see all of the sketches and erasures that happened on the same canvas by looking. That's how um, specific the technology is now. It can like literally see through that. I kind of feel, I kind of feel like the artists would hate it. I mean, I don't know. And you know what? We'll never know. But uh, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of a cool look into uh, a person's psyche, especially like, man, they're not perfect. And we thought they were, you know, they had they questioned their art, too. It kind of uh, yeah, puts but you I, like, you know, I think that's the artist's choice to share that process. That's true. That's true. You know, some some artists share sketchbooks. Yeah. Some artists uh, share like the evolution into a piece and some don't. And if you think about singers, there are many singers who would not want to share their voice in process, but are comfortable sharing it. The final product. Finished and mixed. I feel that way about when I do my makeup. I would never want to show that (laughs) in process. Exactly. Like, I'm never going to show you the Spanx, but I will show you the formal gown upon it. Correct? Yeah. So, like, I don't know. I, I actually have a really hard problem. I really feel like if it would break my heart to be a painter and be up in heaven and then look down and be like, are you taking apart my art? Are you taking that apart? Because yeah. I... I finished that. I I made many decisions to tell you this is the perfect expression of where that hand should be. Yeah. I don't know. No, I, I mean, have you're such... right. The more the more you uh give me all these examples to so that I can understand in my small brain that it makes sense. <laughs> Your brain is big enough. You know you what just, I mean? Just like it to just under, didn't to put bother it in a, you in a way that I can like relate to it. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that. but it's also good for me to hear someone say, "No, it's really cool to see the pro-. and I agree because that's why I love following artists on Instagram because yeah. they are showing me all of that, they, they literally will be like, look at this hand. I painted it this way, right? That's yeah. what I love about these modern artists. But they're in charge of showing me what they want to show me. Right. And I think that's a really important distinction. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you now. I don't. <laughs> I do. Uh, you don't I have think it's to. it's wrong. You don't have to. I think to they're agree. rolling over in their grave. I think it's You terrible. don't have to agree. You also don't have to be so vehement, but I appreciate it. And I love the support. You know, I love the support. Right, right, right. All right, let's talk about science, science. And okay. I will say, Allison, we're not going to understand this article. Oh, okay. But it sounds really exciting. So yeah. it starts off with for the first time in history. Okay. So oh, something big is happening. Forever. Got it. No. Well, kind of. <laughs> I'm just going to read this article from vice.com because the words all make sense to me individually, but not as a sentence. Okay. For the first time in history, scientists have detected ripples in space time created by a mind boggling cosmic event, a black hole gobbling up a neutron star. Gobbling up like eating it? Yes. 
I mean, it just says in January 2020, the universe handed scientists not one, but two clear observations of black holes swallowing their neutron star companions whole. Okay. Providing the first glimpse of these exotic two interactions. Remaining. But like, why? My understanding of the universe is that it is very, very big, and we cannot fathom how big it is, and I understand that. Correct. However, when you talk about a black star, a black hole, gobbling up a star, a right. star being the size of our sun, uh-huh. at least, yes. why doesn't that affect us? I know you would think it would like throw the universe off balance. You would think like all of a sudden like there'd be stored uh storms oh my gosh, I can't say the word storm surges, right? Like yeah. tidal waves or or Maybe there are. Or the light goes away. Or I don't know. I just feel like how do we reconcile the knowledge that the universe is gigantic and then these giant things happen and they don't affect my day? Well, maybe because it is so big, it would be like you know, I don't know, some giant wrestler and you flick him in the arm. It does nothing to him because he's so big. I guess the word ripple made me think that if there is a disturbance, it keeps rippling out. But by the time it reaches us, it could be just a breath. But there's no friction in space. So things just go, which is why in Star Trek, I'm confused why they can always just shoot lasers everywhere. Because when they miss, the lasers keep going. Like, Do they ever disintegrate? I don't think so. I think there's just like lasers that could kill people and blow up ships just going until they hit something. Interesting. That's my under, that's my layperson understanding of A, Star Trek science, B, lasers and how light moves in space. I mean, who knows? By the time it reaches Earth, that laser could Ten, be just like the nine, tickle in your ear. Eight, seven, You're like, oh, my ear six, itches. And it was five, really a, four, a laser that once three, was big that two, now is small. One. What? 